You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. Superheroes cannot be allowed to exist. See? That wasn't so hard. Are you ready? Oh. Is you ready? Ready? Okay. You say you ready. What are you doing? Whole squad ready. Ready? Are you having a staring contest? Are you ready? Ready? Is you ready? Just blank. Sweet Jesus. I mean, how old are you? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Home Screen. I'm Derek. Of course, with me is Mean Mark. Hello, everybody. Today we're taking a look at the Disney Plus series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Season 1, Episode 2, entitled The Star-Spangled Man, which uh, dropped on March 26th on Disney Plus. Um, actually, it's Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I don't know if he still has rank. technically is but he's just retired yeah okay so what happened in this episode nothing we got more information we got just it was just an expositional information dump well we met new characters we we met more of our players for the series we met the new captain america john walker we met his sidekick um lamar hoskins aka battlestar um Confirmed. Who? <laughs> so, John Walker's buddy? Sorry, who's John Walker again? He's the new Captain America? Captain, he's the new Captain America. He's U.S. Yeah. agent. Uh, well, yes. So, uh, More or less. So, in the comic books, he was Super Patriot first, then Captain America, then U.S. agent. Right. Kind of goes through this, this, this arc, so to speak. But then, yes, and so he had a sidekick... Uh, at least for a time, Battlestar. So, Battlestar. Yeah, that's his buddy. That's the guy who was who was with him in that uh, the fight on top of the eighteen wheelers. There's two of them that came out of the helicopter. How long ago did you watch this episode? Jesus, this I watched this Friday morning. Uh, okay, I just watched it now. Okay. Yeah, there was he had yeah there was two of them. Uh, Walker, so basically that's it. Like, they each have, like, Cap has his new Bucky, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. Or Falcon, really. Like, the two of them work together. So there's Team New Cap, and then there's Team Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay. I must have missed that. I'll have to go back and check that out. Because that was about the only scene, the only part of the show that actually had any moving forwardness um, in this one. It's because we've... Sort of get an idea of the 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 new flags, the the no flags, the flag smashers, the flag smashers, um, and we basically get a, a gender swapped version of the original flag master. If I'm flag smasher, yeah, that's flag right. smasher. Yeah, if did, I'm reading that, you did some uh, you did some reading. Yeah, if I read Wikipedia properly, um, it's not she's it's Carla, not Carl. Yeah, now she's being played by uh, Aaron Kellerman, who you may have seen before from Solo, a Star Wars story. She played Emphis Nest. Well, surprise, surprise. She, <laughs> right it, over my head, but go ahead. Well, surprise, surprise, in that one, she played a freedom fighter. Oh, so really, so, really sticking to her guns in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Staying in her lane, so to speak. And <laughs> it's not just Power Broker now, it's Power Brokers. <laughs> yes, I saw that. The name that you had such a good time with last time. 
So that's what they're doing here. They're taking individuals and kind of turning their ideals into, like, taking them from the comic books and take, turning them into not, not just one person that believes that, but a whole group. So you have, instead of the Flag Smasher, we have a whole group called the Flag Smashers. Yeah. And it's not just about one person and what they believe. It's uh, They're now these organizations. And same with Power Broker. It's not just one scientist. It's a whole organization, the Power Brokers, that, you know, experiment on, on humans and stuff like that, so... Right. Yeah. So, okay. My question then becomes, based on what I saw in this one, do their masks give them special powers? Or is this nope. is this just another, oh, there were more Winter Soldiers than we actually knew about? Yeah, it's it's not about the masks at all. That's just their identity. Well, because they don't um, they don't ever seem to have powers unless they put the masks on. Well, they don't use their powers unless they put the masks. Okay. On. Yeah, that doesn't mean they don't have them. It's like right. it's like it's like Cap when he's you know punching the bag in the basement. He's not wearing his helmet, but it doesn't matter. He's still super. Right, right. But I mean, no, but yeah. because we've never seen these people before, and we don't see them no, fight agreed. without uh, the yeah. mask on. I figured, eh, maybe the mask has it. Because here's the thing: if they're just more Winter Soldiers. Uh, no, yeah, they're, they're, really? that's what they—that's what they're assuming—is yeah. There's, there's, they're creating more super soldiers. So, I'm guessing the power brokers are involved in their creation, uh. or apparently, uh, not apparently, but there is a name drop in the credits during. You know when it shows like those articles and like redacted files and stuff like that. Sure. One of the names that shows up is Thaddeus Ross, Thunderbolt Ross. Okay. From the from the Incredible Hulk. Now, if you yeah. go way back to that movie, he created Abomination because they were still working on reviving the Super Soldier program back then. Okay. So they tie it all into Captain America. Basically, like Bruce Banner was working on research that the military was going to use to create Super Soldiers differently than what they than the serum. That didn't work out. But they still had the Super Soldier program on ice, and so he uses it during the events of that movie. To, to remember, Tim Roth turns into the Abomination, the big yeah, thing. yeah. My question, yeah, exactly. No, but my question is how how did they not know how to make more Super Soldier serum when they made it? The guy who who made it got killed in the original. In the Captain but he never America. wrote anything down. He didn't. He's not like is he that bad of a scientist? He. Well, it's the I think it was the the way of keeping a secret, right? You don't write down the whole formula so that way you know it doesn't get into the wrong hands. But that's not okay. Co- comic yeah. books. I have to keep reminding yep. myself comic books. That's right. That's yep, like yep that, exactly. That's a terrible scientist. You have to <laughs> notate and log yeah. and write down and everything. Yeah. You know, because that's what scientists do. But anyway, all right. Yeah, but it was the Second World War, so even you know. more of a reason. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But that, but you see that in spy movies, always never written down all in one place. It was, you know, instead of keeping it digitally, kept it on paper so as to keep it, you know, from falling into the wrong hands. Blah blah blah. You know, the big secrets getting out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, okay, yeah. So that's so. I mean, a lot of it's been based on trying to redo. And now it seems like they've been able to though. But they created Bucky. They created these guys. It's possible that John Walker and Battlestar have been uh, have been given some of it as well so and we 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 meet another character isaiah who we find out and this I've, i heard about this uh recently the idea that steve rogers might wasn't the first test subject he was just their most successful one 
So back in the Second World War, they experimented okay. on black soldiers. Right. That's a bit of a racism thing. Yeah. A, a quote-unquote expendable. Sure. And But of course, they, you know, back then wouldn't have a man of color be their star-spangled man with a plan. Okay. So he was kept hidden. Yeah, that well that that's part of what they're setting up is is this Isaiah character was, you know, was right in there with Steve Rogers back during the Second World War. So I mean, it's you know, and then Bucky comes later developed by the Russians and now someone else has been able to create super soldiers, super soldiers, excuse me. Okay. Um Yeah, I don't uh, I'm just kind of disappointed that that's the way that we're going with this series. Like I'm still into it. Well, like don't get me wrong. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like really more super soldiers. I was kind of hoping for something more. You know, something different. You know what I mean? I guess. Like we're going to get Black the- Widow and there's going to be a whole bunch of super soldiers going by the preview. Like I know it's Taskmaster, yeah. but I'm like Really? Like, I know there can't be something, you know, that's globally scary, you know, or put them in a global threat or something. But you can put a country on threat, I think, for Captain or for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know what I mean? You know, but really just more soldiers. (laughs) Well, Uh, you know, at least (laughs) at least WandaVision had a witch that, you know, an actual witch that we really haven't seen before. True. Um, You know, we're getting... You know versions of that, but you know wizards and sorcerers and whatever. Now we have an actual witch. Okay, just more super soldiers, really? Like, I mean, okay, I'm in, but yawn. So here's the way I look at it, Um, and I get in a world where superheroes exist, the ability to create them and control them, I think, would be a big deal. It's the it's yeah, you know. Instead of telling stories like like how many spy stories were about you know so and so got a hold of a nuclear weapon, right? Like and you, yeah, you got to get the microfiche with the plans to the thing, and you know what I mean? Yeah, but right? how cliche so, is that so, now? Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? And so instead of it being like another nuclear bomb or a sky beam, yeah, it's not a sky beam. True, right? So you know we have, we had enough of those, and I think uh, you know <laughs> hopefully we're not going to get any more you know giant sky beams being the big threat. There is a global threat to if the flag smashers are successful in tearing down borders. That's seen as a global threat. So it's not one country. They want to make the world one country. Sure. Which which is kind of interesting because that's kind of like it's kind of a noble goal. Only in that world peace is more or less the the goal. It's just the way they're going about it, and you know, so it, it it they kind of ride some gray areas there, which I think is interesting. And then also, like I said, having the keys to just make you know super powered beings instead of because a lot of the ones that we get, you know, Thor uh, notwithstanding, I mean, Hulk was an accident, Spider Man was an accident, you know what I mean? Like these super powered, you know, Iron Man was just a guy is a guy in a suit. They've still got War Machine. But the the you know some of these super powered individuals uh, are just freak accidents. So the ability to be able to control that is, in my mind, a big deal. It's like instead of nuclear fission just happening on accident, the ability to control it now you've got something. The ability to control it, I get. 
in a world with superheroes, yes, obviously the jealousy would play a part in it. It makes sense that you would want to make superheroes. Your own, yeah. My my issue is is that you have in a world that contains an Iron Man, in the world that contains Thor and Ant Man and all of these guys with different powers to give me just more of one guy is kind of boring. I, I like, do see your point. I if do. this series had happened sh- shortly before or after Iron Man two, that was you know early in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I can see me I can see me not having a problem with it because or you know if it happened just after Captain America, oh no, now there's more Captain Americas. But we've already done that story <laughs> with the Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, right? it was called Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, then it was called Civil War. Yeah, because that was a part of Civil War. Oh no, there's much more Winter Soldiers. But that plot was play like was actually just totally pushed aside in lieu of Cap and Tony yeah. going against each other. Well, yeah, but and to be fair, that it was pushed aside for a much more interesting storyline. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, but like like Cap himself, they're bringing it off ice and uh, they're bringing it out of the deep freeze. Yeah. to recycle it. I, I will admit, you're right. I mean, they, it's it is a, it's something we've already done. And it would have been better placed, even before Cap returns in Avengers. I think this would have been an amazing story to tell. Yeah, this idea that that these these kind of faux pretenders to his legacy, and then have the original come back and kind of retake the title, so to speak. Right. Yeah, like this would have been a great Captain America movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Some guy comes along. You know, maybe he he decides. You know, it's. Maybe it's after the Sokovia Accords come out. He doesn't want to be a part of it. Maybe during that time when he goes away, then they come out with this John Walker guy. They create the new Captain America because the original one is gone. We don't know where he went. Um, Quote, unquote, because they know where he went. Um, So they create a new Captain America. So between Civil War and Infinity War. Right. Kind of where Black Widow sits. Yeah. Timeline wise, yeah, this would have been good to place there, yeah, yeah. So you know, we're getting a lot more about life after the blip, which is uh, I kind of find interesting. What I, what I am liking about this is that the more globe trotting stuff, because we were just in like we're in New Jersey, and that's it for like eight episodes. We're in New Jersey, okay. And, uh, but I didn't one, have a problem with that because no, it, it was yeah, serving so, the purpose, now, right? Yeah, yeah, but so instead of so the last series was in one location. Now we're going to now we're globe hopping again. So I like the the you know juxtaposition of the two. One isn't better than the other. Just okay, that's different. We're not just going to hang out in like Sam Wilson's apartment the whole time and go down to the coffee shop and sure where he where he like you know his central perk like you know what I mean it's, yeah or whatever whatever right like we're not you know so now we get more of a worldwide feel as opposed to the more centralized storytelling than the last one. Again, not better, just different, and I like that. So okay. is there anything about... The, what, what did you like about this episode, if anything? Um, that was tough because, l- l- like I said, this was a very stagnant episode. This is where we sort of... Uh, like, we're just treading water as far as... Until the big end scene with the... Um... I initially liked the Captain America gimmick, the guy that's playing Captain America, 
and, mm-hmm. and how he was backstage and he's like, thank you, citizen. Thank you, citizens. And he's trying to find that Captain America voice. <clears throat> because it sounded to me like he was a real character and he was struggling with the idea of taking over the mantle of Captain America. Yeah. And how to do it. Unfortunately, they threw that all away because later on in the episode, he was just, he was, he was Homelander. If I could, (laughs) if I could make that reference, um, you know what I mean? Like he, he had no problem being Captain America and he was Captain America in front of Falcon and the Winter Soldier who were Captain America's best friends and he has no problem taking up the mantle and whatever. I'm like, well, there goes all that character development you just started off. I mean, I know we got a pep talk, but I didn't think it was that good of a pep talk to make him change his whole outlook in one scene. Well, I, I think it's showing he's getting more comfortable in the role or at least he's putting on the public airs that he is. And that's, right? Cause I, and that's cause fine, the, but the, yeah, I don't. I don't think there was enough time to really get that. Well, would you want more time of that? Yes, absolutely I would. Of him learning to be Captain America? Watching a man struggle on how to be Captain America when Captain America was there for so long and trying to get the character. I, at least two episodes of him trying to do that. There's... Um... Yeah, I, I, see, I see what you're saying for sure, and and there's there's some talk that he's, uh, well, there, you can almost see like he's kind of a manufactured hero. I would, by, you know, by the government and and uh, similar to what Captain America was, but like originally, right? Like originally, when we, when we first meet him, they don't they don't throw him out in the field to fight the Nazis. He's just getting war bonds. Yeah, he's a he's a propaganda machine. Exactly right. He was just a gimmick, and so. Now that's kind of the new gimmick for the modern day, and then he's got to kind of learn to step into that. But he's you know handpicked, almost the uh, what one might might have considered like the American dream, right? You know, star football player, quarterback, uh, comes from a you know small town America, you know, top of his class in yeah in the army, and yeah, 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 served with distinction, et cetera, et cetera. So. They couldn't find they they couldn't make an, a better candidate, I guess, than this guy. Sure, and yeah, so. But but my thing is, is at the beginning of the episode, he's like, "Oh my god, how am I going to ever live up to Captain America's boots?" Oh man, such big shoes to fill. Oh Jesus, so hard, so hard. Oh my god, and then somebody comes in and goes, "It's the job," and he's like, "Okay," and then near the end of the episode, he's got so much confidence. That he's willing to, you know, he he goes up to Falcon and the Winter Soldier and he goes, hey, if you're not going to help me, stay out of my way. And I'm like, that's such a big juxtaposition between the beginning and the end of the episode. And what's in the middle? Uh, An interview in the middle of a football field? That helped him? I, I don't know if that helped him, but I think it showed us kind of like, okay, behind the scenes he's insecure, but then he puts on the public face and he's as confident as all hell. He cuts sure. her off when when talking about like where he you know how he got his abilities. But he doesn't uh, he have cuts abilities. Off the interviewer and stuff. That's the thing. Or does he? We don't know. Like, how is he able does to throw he? a shield he just got? Well, he's a super athlete, right? That was the that was the whole idea. That's what I got out of it. Is like, oh, yeah, he well, doesn't just, have any superpowers, but he's just he's the top of human abilities. That's what I got. Yeah, he's the peak physical condition for a human man. Yeah, yeah, like if you take everyone on Earth that doesn't have superpowers and you wanted to make a Captain America, this is the guy to go for it, which is fine. I get that. Yeah. Because then now, because 
by doing that, he'll never live up to the real Captain America, right? He never can yeah. because he'll never be, he'll never have the super hero, superhero soldier, whatever. Yeah. And he'll never have the drugs that Captain America had. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's face it. He's a drug addict. Um, not, not an addict, addict just a <laughs> drug user. Um, Every, everything, that, everything that's special about you came out of a bottle, there you as go. Tony Stark said. Um, so, I get that, but at the same time... I think I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? We might have needed to see... It was just so much of a Sorry. change in one episode. Like, if they had split it out over a couple of episodes with him learning something and, you know... You know, somebody, if somebody like um, somebody from the high up in the government came down and said, hey, you need to fucking do better or we're going to take it away from you, then maybe, yes, I can see him getting Homelander syndrome. But right well, now... Well, yeah, he's getting comfortable in the role, right? And he's he's almost too comfortable. Yeah, and without reason. But you know I think I, mean? I see your point, though, maybe. Like, if we had had a scene, maybe right after the Good Morning America's piece, if he had gone back to that locker room... Takes off the helmet. The girlfriend's there, and he's like, "How did I do? Did it was that was that okay? You know what I mean? Like, kind of like he's deflated. Then he inflates for the interview, puffs his chest out. I'm Captain America. And then backstage, he's like, "Was that okay? Like, d- did I even do? You know what I mean? Like, and then he deflates again, kind of thing. Like, and it would at yeah. least show that he's putting on the public face. So when he's in public and has the, the the helmet on, he's not really being himself. He's trying to act a part. Yeah, something that, like that. Is that kind of what you're looking for? Yeah, something, something like, like that. Where but- he, but he gets home, throws the keys on the mantle, the girlfriend kisses him, and then he talks about how hard that was or how weird it was or something like that, right? Something similar to that. It was, it was, it's kind of hard to, I guess, explain, but. I uh, No, no, I think I, no, you, I think I know where you're going. Like we, if we had sh- seen the juxtaposition between the public face and the private face and show that he's struggling with this role, that would be more interesting than he just comes out and he's, he's him. But, but okay, but here's the thing. If you're going to have the guy in the back going, oh, my God, it's so hard, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. When he confronts Falcon and the Winter Soldier in this episode later on, he says, you know what, blah, 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 stay out of my way or whatever. Have him look. Have you ever seen someone like try to act tough and you know you can tell that they're acting tough? Yeah, I have a mirror. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> but make it look like he's just acting tough or make him, you know, turn around and go, wow, that was, whew, I hope they bought that, you know, but they didn't do that. They yeah, just, it, he's got his, yeah, he's got his sidekick to talk to, right? So he doesn't need to like talk to himself. He can talk to yeah, Lamar. Yeah, maybe Lamar comes how, over and have some good bullshit right there, you know, or yeah. whatever, you know, <laughs> something to give us the fact that, you know, that he's not. Because right now, it just looks like he went from, uh, I'm not sure if I can do this, to stay out of my way, Bucky and and Sam. Fuck you. I'm better than you anyway. I'm the new Captain America for, with just a pep talk. You know what I mean? There was there was a little bit in the middle. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say it's enough because like, you do make a good point. The part where he tries to, to work with them, I think... I think that, and we don't maybe we don't get enough of him to to really show that. But I think that he goes from insecure to like, okay, I'm out in the crowd and I'm I'm the guy, and now, okay, let's work together, the four of us together. And he tries a couple of times to recruit them, and they keep rebuffing him. So I think that kind of pisses him off, and he's like, all right, well, if you're not going to join up, stay out of my way. Maybe we needed a conversation between him and Battlestar to really, con- you know, cement that, like. Sorry, Lamar. We'll Sorry. Just Lamar. Yeah. Sorry, between just Battlestar's throwing. I know. I was, I, I was like, like Battlestar. Really? I was like, what? If he goes, if he goes to space, I'm calling him. You know what I'm going to call him. 
<laughs> Buck Rogers? Nope. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah. Starbuck. Like I'm just saying. Um, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> like, if he had maybe, uh, if he maybe had a scene where he's like, I'm going to talk to, I'm going to talk to those two. Why? Why do you need, why do you need those two? You don't need those two. It's like, look, I don't have powers. And these guys, these super soldiers overseas, they have powers. We need them. Yeah. You know, I need, need I need to be the leader, but I need their help so I don't get myself killed. Yeah. Right? Then maybe I could understand. But we don't get that. You know what I mean? So it just becomes a fact that he just becomes an ass. After we get like a scene where I guess where it seems like we're kind of we're meant to sympathize with him. You know what I mean? I see what you're saying. So we needed that we needed him to turn that corner a little more sharply to insecure can i do this to like he's a he's an asshat now and drunk on his own power yeah like there wasn't enough of a of a reveal there because i actually you know i like like i said i liked that uh sympathetic character early on in the movie where he's like oh man how do i live up to captain america because i would be the same way i can relate to that yeah well and we already see and to your point sam doesn't want to do that he gives it up he is rather than facing that challenge he gives it up john walker takes it on yeah so, yeah, and then so we, there was it was too much of a of a transition in one episode without mm. without the proper thing. That's that's my take on it. The other thing I took away from this is what a major tonal shift from the first episode. Um, and by that I mean, in the first episode, it was very serious. Um, we're dealing with things like, um, PTSD with Mm -hmm. Bucky, uh, the guilt that comes from being a soldier and killing people, uh, the attempts to make, um, reparations for his actions, Mm -hmm. um, the use of therapy and how, um, difficult it can be for someone to open up. Um, on the other hand with, with, with Sam, you have a guy who has, Two different worlds, one where he's a superhero and one where he's black and therefore is nothing. And we get that juxtaposition in, in the first episode. Yeah. You get the racism. You get the whole fact that, yes, he's an Avenger, but he doesn't ma- didn't make any money. Therefore, now he can't get a loan. Um, I'm currently trying to buy a house, so I relate very much to that. Um, mm-hmm. So... <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it, it, it's just about your, your bottom line, right? Yeah, certainly not about being black. But not being able to get the loan, uh, um, and it has everything to do with your what you can prove. So, I, to me, this one was a very much a tonal shift because now these two finally meet, and they just fall back into their Abbott and Costello routines. You're a jerk, blah blah blah. I can fly. Well, I'm super powered. We should rush in. No, we should do reconnaissance. They have the whole uh, thing with the. Um, therapist with Edie Falco. With Edie Falco. Yeah. Um, it's enjoyable, but it's completely, it's completely, it's a complete tonal change from the last episode. This mm. one was all about comedy. This was uh, when they get together. You know, just like in in the regular movies. Oh, I hate you. I hate you too, fucker. Yet they work really well together. Ha ha ha. Right. 
I was like, okay. That seems seems on brand for Marvel, though, to have the, the quips. Okay, and that's fine, but that's not what you gave us in the first episode. Yeah. You know what they, I mean? Yeah, they did a lot of heavy lifting in that first episode, I think, with emo- emotionally, right? Yeah. So, so I, I think they want, they're like, well, let's break it up and, and have it be a little bit later. Like, these guys aren't going to be dour all the time. Right. Okay. But I, I, I don't know. For, for me, I was prepared for the emotional stuff because that's what they gave us in the first episode. Yeah. Um, and then it was really light in this one. We get some. We get some, but not, you're right, not, it's not as, um, there was something about the way it was, like, manicured in the in the first one, like, really the attention to, and I think, um, I want to look up something. Uh, I wonder if it's different writers and directors. Because th- with WandaVision, one of the things that that was really, really helped make that tick was uh, Matt Shackman directed every single episode. Right. He was in part of the, he was part of the right. It was it was him and his writing team together. They crafted the entire thing, end to end, and then of course input from set designers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right, but it was one single vision because they've had yeah like there was there was different writers that joined at different points. Apparently, I'm just quickly zipping through the Wikipedia article, but. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Though? That could account for the tonal shift. If, if episode one is done by this team and then episode two is done by that team, while they may have been given here's the through lines that you have to hit, you know, the tonal shift. And now all of a sudden we got a comedy writer in here trying to write, you know, punch up jokes. Right. So two versus someone who really took their, their mental and financial anguish, you know, to heart and was able to play up play that up and 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 really spotlight that right so sure but then that um, but that falls to the overall producer of the show you know what i mean like that that yeah. would fall to kevin feige in my mind is like well do you want to have like what tone did you want for this to have and if you want it to have one particular tone uh good then you you miss the mark because now it's, it's a complete total shift if you wanted to have both, that that's doable, but spread it out evenly. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, these are two characters that kind of have like sort of light problems with each other. It's nothing heavy. Like they have Steve in common, and they both met him and knew him at different times right. in his life, in his long life. It's a that's something and they keep I, they keep uh, reminding uh, us. Obviously, in yes, this series. They're hammering the shit yeah. out of that one. I get it. But at the same time, I think there's there's also a certain something about like uh, maybe this is showing that they're also putting on airs, even though they're both struggling themselves. That when they get together, they don't want to show it. Like that's what guys do, right? We joke, we kid, we friggin' make fart jokes, hide your you don't you don't you don't talk about your pain with other guys, sure. right? That's a guys guy thing to do. And so now we've seen we know what these two are going through behind the scenes. We've seen them in their private sessions and talking openly with their families and. Whatnot, but then we have when they meet. Now they're just, oh, I'm fine, and I'm, I'm awesome. I'm the Falcon. Oh, I'm fine. I'm the Winter Soldier. Fuck off, yeah. you know. Like, and and then we have John Walker, who's nervous behind the scenes before his big Good Morning America interview, and then now he's puffing his chest out and saying, oh, I'm, I'm Captain America. Fuck off, you know. Get in line or get out of my way. Um, it. I wonder if that's what they were going for, or maybe I'm reading too much into. It, but it's just everyone putting on airs now. Everyone's just putting up on a front. 
I'm I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm actually awesome, and I need. To, I'm the one who's going to fix this problem. I'm going to solve the flag smasher right. problem. Because even Falcon and the Winter Soldier don't want to work together, but they're still going to go after the flag smashers. So they kind of reluctantly do. But then there's like fuck off. Well, there's no way we're teaming up with this guy, and these two other guys are puffing out their chests. We're awesome. We're the new Bucky and Cap. Yeah. You know, so get out of our way. Yeah, it's. So I don't know if that's what they were trying to go for after the rawness of the first one. Like here now, they're they're going to gloss over it, and we're not going to talk about it in public. Like we we do get a we do get another moment of it with Bucky once Falcon leaves the the therapy session at the prison. We he does open you know, or he does kind of open up with a little bit. It's like if if Steve was wrong about you, then he was wrong about then he then was he wrong about me? Meaning that I can't be redeemed. I'll always be this murderer. Right. So there is some of that coming, bubbling to the surface. It takes Edie Falco to kind of push it out of him to admit it in front of Sam. But I, I, I'm not saying it was handled perfectly, but I, I'm thinking this is where they're going, question right. mark? Or what they were trying to show us, you know? Yeah, I don't know, just... Or maybe I'm just making excuses for it because I like yeah. this stuff. <laughs> if I'm wrong about this, then I'm wrong about liking this stuff. Like, <laughs> and don't get me wrong. Like, I, like I'm enjoying it. I'm just, uh, just things I've noticed. Um, yeah, yeah. And you're not, uh, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I mean, th- th- there was a dramatic turn without cause for John Walker. Yeah. I'm agreeing with yeah. you there for sure. He got into that. I'm, I'm the bad, the badass. You know, fuck off, really quickly. Um, like we do get sort of uh, like the racial uh, undertones um, with oh, man. the um, you know with them being pulled over. Now we do learn they're just walking down the street. Yeah, they <laughs> they do learn that there was this African American superhero. Was he a superhero? He was. So Isaiah, yeah. Well, he wasn't. Yeah, he he has the super soldier serum like that. He's he's been around as long as like he he was experimented on when Cap was originally yeah. back in in nineteen in the thirties. So he just was never put on ice. So this is kind of like well, how we saw old man Cap at the end of Endgame. This is Isaiah. He's he's lived throughout since the thirties yeah. when he was a young man and underwent super soldier, you know, initiation to now. He's been behind. He was in jail. He was experimented on. I think he was captured by Hydra. The way he talked about it, your people experimented on me and stuff. Right. So I think this is part of how Hydra got a hold of at least a version of the of the serum was through his blood. So he was, but he's been a, he's been around. He's been he wasn't put on ice for seventy years like Cap was. So yeah. he's seen a lot. Um. So after the, I don't know if he was blipped or not, but um, I wouldn't. They don't really. So. They, don't they don't say matters, either way. But, um, yeah. But after we visit him, yeah, Bucky and Sam are just walking down the street, and for whatever reason, there's not even any cause for it, which is a little on the nose. But, um, oh, you just this this basically a black guy is is arguing with a white guy. Is there a problem? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, yeah. They were arguing. Um, yep, they were. Yeah, but Isaiah. And then all yeah. of a sudden, you know, they're like, "It's like, oh, I need to see your ID. Why do you need to see my ID? Oh, wait, do you know who this is?" And he's like, "Oh, you're a celebrity. Oh, okay, fine, you can go." Um, yeah. Again, social commentary on that uh, on today's world. Oh, very heavy. Um, yeah. which is fine. I think that we need to have that mirror put up to 
put up to ourselves sometimes. Um, and this does a good job of doing it. Um, but then other than, but then they just, they go straight to back to being jokey, ha 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 jokey. And then they go after the guy and that leads to the big, um, action scene at the end of the, at, at the end of the show. Um, yeah, overall, like I said, I, I'm still enjoying it. Um, just, I wonder where they're going with it. I'm wondering if, you know, like last, last time, uh, with WandaVision, I know, I know I keep comparing the two, but these are the first two Disney plus Marvel series that's connected to the MCU that we've gotten. Right. right? So yeah, that's really the only other thing to compare it to. Um, I know definitely enjoying the week to week of it all because it was basing itself around episodic television. Like the format was, was lending itself to that, you know, Oh, what's going to happen next Mm -hmm. week. This, this, I wonder, you know, totally different writing crew and stuff like that. If this is maybe meant, maybe this one is meant to be binged. Maybe I'm not saying we do that. I'm saying that I wonder if this in retrospect would be better if you watched one than two and then whatever we're going to get next and just, Kind of, you know what I mean? Because, like you said, in this one, well, nothing really happens. So, in a, if you're binging it, though, okay, I've got an information dump in episode two. I'm I'm right on to episode three, and what's going to happen with that information? That's an interesting question, right? Is this meant better to be a long movie or or yeah, versus one division, which was fine week to week? Yeah, one division definitely had a better way of. Um. Leaving you on cliffhanger endings. Yeah, and it, they would transition to a new decade at the end of each episode, and then okay, what's going to happen yeah. next? So there was something, in ha- at least if nothing else, you got that we moved from black and white to color. Yeah, and now we're in the now we're in the sixties, and away we go. So this one, yeah, I wonder if because it's more like a just a spy thriller, you don't leave halfway through the James Bond movie when he's just you know come you know slept with the girl on the beach. Yeah, and then come back a week later to see if he's going to beat up Spectre or not, you know? Hmm. That'd be interesting. Or, you know, or sorry, more accurately when he, when he meets what his CIA contact and gets that download of information and then yeah. has to go and do something. This with is it. the episode where yeah. he meets Q and gets all of his gadgets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, uh, what, what was the other, there was the American CIA agent that's always around there. Um, Oh yeah. The name escapes me. Yeah. yeah. No, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, so this is what I've been tracking for the last seven days, and I'll uh, leave the movie now and let you take over. Yeah, yeah. I make a teetotaling your British joke, and I move <laughs> on with my southern accent and yeah. ride off on a horse with my cowboy hat because I'm America, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, yeah, anything else for this episode? Um, not, uh, nothing yet. We talked about Isaiah and yeah, Flag Smasher, and yeah, so I think that's... Uh, outside of the little tiny hidden things, like like I said, there's a Thaddeus Ross blink and you miss it in the in the closing credits. So I'm I'm hopeful that he's going to be involved. Maybe he's maybe it's he's the reason why the Flag Smashers exist. Maybe he's kickstarted this whole thing, trying to you know after the Sokovia Accords, after everything that's gone down, maybe he's the guy who's pulling the strings, saying no, we we need to have our own super soldiers. We can't rely on Avengers anymore. I guess that's the one thing that they haven't really acknowledged is what happened to the Sokovia Accords. Yeah. Or like, have they been abolished? Now Bucky's been uh, pardoned. 
But that doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean that the Scovia Accords have been abolished. Yeah, did he register? Is that was that a condition? Has of his anyone partner? registered? Like a, a yeah. you know what I mean? We don't know. We really don't know if anybody else has registered it or not. Um. So. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'd like to see. I'd I'd it, like to see more of the, of the world building. Um. Yeah. What? Yeah. Exactly. This is. It's a great opportunity they have. They they did this thing where they had a cataclysmic event, and usually the at the end of, or the resolution of that, it's you know the birds are chirping and we ride off into the sunset and whatever everything's going. Yeah, be fine. you look off into the sunset. And go now. It's time to rebuild. Yep. Exactly. And we assume everything's going to be okay. But this, they, it's such an event that it's got the, like the repercussions, like. They've created a new yeah. world where they kind of they kind of based the start of the MCU was sort of semi quasi based in the real world in our yeah. world. If there was a guy like Tony Stark, maybe he could do a thing like this and yeah. whatever, you know. So, and but now they've gone into the more fantastic, and now they've kind of created like, no, 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 it's not like our world. But what if you know what? I if don't know about that. Like I think I, I think that they, um, I think they've taken care to show what would happen if all these fantastical things did happen in the, in the real world. Okay. So you're saying they are still anchoring. I guess so. There's still racism yeah. around. It's, you know, yeah, none of that got fixed. Quote unquote. Yeah. You still have these extremist groups that, you know, Oh, I like the fact I like chaos. So I'm going to make sure blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to storm yeah. the Capitol. I mean, take over the world and break down borders. Right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Did I just, sorry. I didn't mean to imply whoops one group is more of a terrorist threat than another sorry what i should stop talking um yeah you know what i hadn't even thought of that that maybe there were some flag smashers (laughs) very much flag smashers um yeah i do think that this is sort of based in maybe not based in our reality but based on the reality of how our people are and would react yeah, yeah, kind of. There is a grounding to yeah. it. You mean? Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I and I think they ride that 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 line. Overall, Marvel rides that line nicely. Right, and I and I I firmly agree. Um, I would just like to see more of how it's how it's affected humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Exactly. I. I mean. I could. Uh, there's. Uh, there might be a series uh, coming out called Damage Control. Have you heard of this? I've heard of Damage Control because they were in the Spider-Man movie. Yeah, so possibly something based on on that. A little more lighthearted, just kind of making jokes about how this got smashed and that got smashed. I don't know. Or, but cleanup crew? Maybe not. Maybe, but maybe it could be like in a larger capacity. It could be more, you know, part of this like showing us what the the common man's going through after the blip, right? What's the damage control like after half the population left for five years and came back? Yeah. It could, there, there's potential there for something, you know, gritty, grounded, drama-filled, or just comedy jokes about buildings falling apart. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, that's all I've got for this episode. I, I definitely can't wait to see what's next, and yeah. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, well, what did you think? Uh, CanadianMovieCrewGmail.com. Tweet us at CanMovieCrew. Of course, find us on Facebook. I'm Derek, guys. Thanks for coming out. I'm Mean Mark, and everybody, stay tuned. <laughs>